Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What do you do when your supervisor expects impossible hours from you? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, start using icebreakers to talk to customers to get them to buy stuff? You got it. This story's over a decade old, back when I was fresh out of college and dedicated to doing nothing important for as long as possible. I worked for an electronics store, a big one, and I lasted there for about 18 months before I realized I was wasting my time on garbage pay that I ended up blowing on games and movies. My manager, Bob, but not really, was a pretty decent guy, and I never had too many complaints about him, although he was wasted at that particular store because he was a pretty good manager. I could tell he was getting a lot of flack from the GM, Jim, because home theater, me, sales were stagnant. Clarification, good, but not growing, and not hitting our ridiculous quotas. I worked in the mornings until afternoons, when there were maybe 10 people visiting the department in total, and you could tell that 8 of them were just watching TV waiting for their spouse's cell phone plan to be activated. Unfortunately, since there was so little foot traffic, Management's decision was to drill into us how to use every marketing and customer manipulation tactic to encourage people to buy things. I was a good salesperson, and I could sell the crap out of home theater using tactics such as getting customers to use their imagination about their options, or presenting new options in ways they hadn't considered. I listened, I learned about their needs and what they were looking for and they frequently left the store with something completely different than what they thought they needed. I recall that the number of returns I had was so small that I could probably count them on both hands over 18 months. I, however, was completely freaking disinterested in marketing tactics, sales tactics, or manipulating customers for upsales. This meant upselling or changing how I communicated with them to speak their language in a way that marketing showed increased sales but was blatantly manipulative. Screw that. So when Jim tells Bob about their new push to encourage customers to buy things they normally wouldn't buy, he knows I'm going to be a challenge. But he does a pretty good job at trying to convince me. He comes to me and we have a floor meeting and he asks me to try breaking the ice with the customers by chatting them up a little about topics unrelated to their viewing habits, home theater, etc., to get them to like me enough to want to make a purchase. Malicious compliance time. I was ready to quit and move on, and I was no longer interested in playing the game. He wanted me to try breaking the ice with people, so I started flirting with all the customers. Black, white, guy, girl, rich, not rich, old, not old. Everyone got a smile and a compliment about their outfit, and I'd compare them to a celebrity they reminded me of, if possible. I was good at it too. I kept it completely mild and inoffensive. Our uniforms were blah and I wasn't really trying, but on more than one occasion, a bored older woman or housewife gave me their phone number. Our overall numbers started going down because I was busy chatting with customers, then making sales. So eventually I got hit with a secret shopper and the jig was up. 
Bob finds this out from Jim, and I can hear him laughing from across the store, before coming to my department to ask me to go to the back of the store for a private meeting. He wrote me up for inappropriate communications with customers. I told him I wouldn't sign the write-up report because I'd received no directive saying I couldn't flirt with customers. I wasn't violating the employee handbook, I made sure, and I never said anything that was offensive or sexual, even though several customers took it in that direction, but more importantly, I was giving my two weeks notice, but if the write-up was a deal breaker, I could leave now. Bob was sad that I was leaving, but understood. Jim was pissed that I was leaving because I was a good earner, even though the department goals were ridiculous. There's not a lesson from this for the managers out there, so don't read into it. I was an acerbic donkey. So I'm going to read into it, and what you're telling me is, workers should flirt with the customers more. I think I'm getting the picture here. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, want me out of the bathroom? No problem. So this is actually my sister's story, but she doesn't have Reddit, and I love her story so much. It's kind of long, but it's great. Okay, so my sister has always been a sweet, people-pleasing type of person. She's always willing to stop what she's doing to help anyone. Even if she's not having a great day, she'll still help out and not halfway do it. Well, this day, she was really not having a great day. She was at work and it was sucking because she was the only one doing anything, while her other co-workers just stood around. When her shift was about to end, she was asked to do one last thing, clean the two bathrooms. Now, at her work, there's two bathrooms, both just have one toilet. One sign said family restroom, they just call it the women's, and the other sign says men's restroom. I know it's weird, but they just had the one restroom originally, so they put in another bathroom when they expanded and called it the men's. So anyways, she's almost done cleaning the women's restroom when a woman walked up behind her. She rudely tells my sister to get out because she needs in there. My sister kindly told her that she was cleaning them but was almost finished and then she would leave. Well, the woman told her no and to just hurry up and leave. My sister told her that it's totally okay for her to use the other restroom as they were both the same and no one really cares. The lady again said that she didn't want to use the men's and insisted that she get out of her way. Normally I think my sister would have just left but since the lady was being so rude she decided to keep cleaning until she was done. So finally, all my sister had to do was restock the toilet paper because it was empty, which she told the woman waiting. Well, the woman told her not to and to just hurry up and get out of her way. So my sister did. She got up, grabbed the roll of toilet paper and walked out of the restroom. Then she turned around to the woman, held up the toilet paper and said, This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Okay, well, the restroom's open now, but if you're going to wipe with your hands, just make sure to please wash them before you leave. Thank you. Definitely something she would normally never do, but I'm so proud of her anyway. I am willing to bet though that on average that women's restroom's cleaner than the men's restroom. I mean doubly so considering they were just finishing up on cleaning it, but in a way I don't blame them considering they're most likely going to be sitting or close to it. And also, I mean, sometimes situations are dire, so if there was ever a time where I feel like it might be slightly acceptable to be a bit rude or curt, it would be when time's of the essence when you need to use a restroom. The Phantom Write-Up I was working as a low-level security supervisor at a hotel that had a bar slash nightclub on site. I had some serious problems with the bar manager, who the staff had given her the nickname of Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy was known to sleep with some of the guards, had to remove two of them for fighting one night when they both found out they were both banging her. She was also known to drink on the job, give away food and drinks, and was a constant pain in my butt because I did my job. During the week, the bar area was dead, so it was usually me and the two other guards who worked on the site. This night was no different, but Miss Piggy was in one of her moods. She had caught one of my guards on their cell phone while sitting down at a table in the empty bar area. Miss Piggy stomps over and demands I write up this guard. While I've had my problems with her, she was right about the guard being on his phone. I go to my bag and I pull out two write-up forms and two pens. I give a form and a pen to the guard and tell him that he has to write himself up and that I'm going to do the same, and they better match. We separately work on the write-ups, and in about five minutes, he comes to get me where I'm smoking a cigarette. I noticed his write-up was a lot worse than the one I wrote up, and I asked, What do you think would happen if I happened to send them in? He responds, I would get fired. I flip that back. Miss Piggy caught you and demanded you be written up. Would you agree that you got written up? They said, yeah, this is the write-up you did for me. I said, I understand that this is a boring night, but you need to at least look like you're watching things. I hand him back his write-up and tell him that, if I catch you doing this again, I'm going to have to send this into the office for them to decide what happens. I'll have no choice in the matter. If you need a break or change of scenery, just let me know and I'll try to make it happen. Come to find out later that the guard turned down Miss Piggy, so she wanted him off the side and fired. I did write him up. I just never sent it in. This became known as my phantom write-up as a way to warn guards without involving management oversight. I placed it as a step or two above the verbal warning but below an official write-up. Turns out that upper management absolutely loved the concept of it as if I had to send in a write-up, the one written by the offender was a signed confession. This story honestly sounds like a kindergarten class punishment. Like somebody went and broke all the classroom provided crayons in half, so they've got to go sit off to the side and write down what they did. Honestly though, I think what OP did is fair and should probably be the norm. Why should anybody be fired after getting one write-up? No OT, but you won't swap me to day shift? Okay, boss. My work, aviation, was on a no overtime at all rut for a while in 2021. No biggie to most of us, but the bosses were strict with every single minute because the higher-ups were watching the time charging as well, to make sure no overtime was being clocked. I got a new job within my company that was requiring me to move. I was working second shift, 
2 p.m. to 11 p.m. Monday to Friday at the time. So when I'd get to work and answer all the HR emails, I would be behind on the checklist I'd have to complete prior to moving. So I did the logical thing and emailed my then supervisor and asked to be transferred to day shift so I could be in the building during the daytime to talk to HR. Otherwise, I was going to miss my transfer date. My supervisor emails me back and says, You have a company laptop now? Answer those emails from your house. I'm not swapping you to day shift. I responded, Okay. So I began my day at 9 o'clock so I could email and Teams chat with various HR reps during the day and then go to work in the afternoon. I logged every minute and being that I had a company laptop, I know that they can see my login activity so I would have backup if they tried to claim I was stealing time. Fast forward a week and the site manager, supervisor's boss, pulls me into his office and wants to know why I have almost 20 hours of overtime for the previous week when we aren't allowed any overtime. I explained to him that I was given permission from the supervisor. The site manager calls the supervisor in. Supervisor says he gave no such permission. I tell them both about the email response, offer to send it to them and print it up should they need. My supervisor got as red as a fire truck. The side manager said your overtime is approved and kicked me out of the office asking me to close the door as I left. I received a text message two hours later informing me I was to start day shift immediately. Screw them all. I think this is one of the most annoying things about the modern day with social media, with phones being basically expected. Some companies expect you to just always be available. I fully maintain that if you have to answer emails or take phone calls outside of work, not during your normal hours, you deserve some kind of on-call fee for sure. That said, our final story of the day is Death by Mountain Dew. This is a funny story about kids and soda pop. So a few years ago when my five kids were still at home, my brother got himself in trouble and his four kids had to come live with us. We started having a lot of issues with all of the kids just helping themselves to whatever treats we would buy. So if we went shopping and got some soda to last a couple of weeks, they might drink it all when we weren't home and then blame each other for it. So one day we were at the big warehouse store and they had a pallet of Mountain Dew on clearance for 39 cents per bottle. My wife and I looked at each other and devised a devilish plan. We bought the entire pallet. Yes, it barely fit in our Mazda CX-9. The store workers laughed at us. We got home and had the kids come and unload the vehicle. We explained that they could now drink as much soda as they wanted, but we only had the one flavor and they had to drink all of it before we would buy any more soda. Of course, they initially thought that they had scored big time. A month in and they were done daily complaints, begging for forgiveness, swearing that they would never drink Mountain Dew again. After that, it was a good couple years before we had to start rationing their soda allowance again. As somebody who has admittedly had more than their fair share of soda in their days, I think the kid's fatal mistake here was settling on Mountain Dew. I mean, I guess it was up to the parents, the pallet of Mountain Dew was on clearance so they got that. But I'm of the opinion and maintain that one Mountain Dew is already kind of enough. Like once you get through two cans of Mountain Dew, I'm already feeling like done with soda. I feel totally gummed up and slow and lethargic. I don't know what it is about regular Mountain Dew for me, but 
regular Mountain Dew just makes me feel like totally all around gummed up and slow and I mean if this was literally anything else like a Pepsi or even like a Sprite, honestly I bet that soda allowance thing would be totally different. It's just they settled on drinking loads and loads of that super super syrupy sweet Mountain Dew. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.